Hello and welcome to The Dogfather, a family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. And it's been a tough few weeks of games. Obviously, thank you to Maddie and Laura for carrying the ship last week while I was otherwise engaged. Very busy week. Um, but listeners may be happy to know that Eleanor is on the mend uh, and my crazy week is over. Uh, but a tough run of games. Uh, I always said that if we got to the end of this run of five games at five and four, I would be really happy. Uh, given that we have already beaten Melbourne, uh, I think one more win over this run would have been really setting up our seasons very, very well. Unfortunately, we couldn't quite get the job done against the power. Big Nick Energy today. B-Man, tell me, how are you feeling? How do you feel about the game? How are you feeling about our season in general? Take it away. Uh, well, I'll start with our season in general, and it's about where I sort of... Oh, actually, no, I thought we were going to be hopeless, but um, we're actually we're about, we're about bang on average, so middle, middle of the ladder, I'm happy with it. Um, how do I feel about the game? Look, I missed the first half because of uni. Mm-hmm. I had to had to finish a uni assignment. Um, so, I mean, first quarter looked good. I haven't heard good things about the second. The third was pretty av, uh, but we came out firing in the fourth. So, look, there was mm. effort. We tried. Um, so, I can't really complain. Like, last year, that would have been a 10-goal schmozzling. Oh, easily, easily. The, the dominance that they had in... Number one, we wouldn't have started that well. And the dominance they had through the second and third quarter. And admittedly, they did kick poorly. But I think you have to give some credit to our defence being able to uh, prevent really good looks at goal and prevent really easy gimmies. Like, goals that we conceded last year would have been, like, empty defence, run over the top, running into an open goal, kick it on the goal line. And we actually, our team defence prevented that. They were having to take difficult shots. So that can be seen as a positive, although, you know, they, their kicking did keep us in the game for much of it. So I don't think that's as, as big a negative as, as they say. But, yeah, I thought, in general, pretty pleased with the effort. And when the game was really against us, we didn't stop trying, we didn't drop our heads, and we didn't get picked out of the contest. So really, really pleasing to start as well as we did. And then to finish with a flurry and hold stead in the middle of the game. Um, we're all pleasing things in terms of signs of maturity for this group and signs that the team defence is working and signs that the system is working relatively well. It's just, unfortunately, I think we're just lacking personnel, to be honest. Uh, losing Ridley in the second quarter... Uh, or third quarter, I can't remember exactly when, uh, really hurt us. I think it was the second quarter. And um, not having Peter Wright on the park to finish our good work forward of the ball and create that marking target on the wing and just give a chop out to Sam um, Sam Wiedemann. You know, those little things are starting to just be the difference in these games. What do you think, Nikki? I think, yeah, very much is a personnel thing. Um, our tallest defender is like 196, and that's Zerk. Um, mm. And these big 200 centimetres just hulks. It's just, it gets a bit bit of a struggle. 
Um, but Zerk did well, but um, yeah, obviously losing Ridley. We don't have Love at the moment. Uh, Langford had to go back, and he's been our best forward all year. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, no right. It's just yeah, it's just been a perfect storm at the moment. But um, look, the effort and intensity is there. So I'm, yeah, once again, not, I'm not too mad. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Is that, and of course, we want to develop a team that. It doesn't matter who's out there, you know, that they, whoever's playing, we, the system works and it, and it keeps us uh, competitive and, and performing really well. But when you're a young and developing team and you don't have that depth through your list, losing some key personnel uh, from important positions like Ridley, like Peter Wright, is just a little bit more detrimental than when you're a uh, really well-drilled quality team. Like, I feel like Geelong, for example, can lose one of their key cogs in a, in a game and still be able to finish out the game. Whereas, you know, you take you take three or four of the best players out of any 22 uh, and they're going to struggle. So I just think that we're not quite getting rewarded for effort because of that lack of personnel that we have right now. Mm, mm. Um, so that one of the big likes for me, if if I'm honest, was that first quarter and that complete centre bounce dominance and just our ability to take our shots. We up until half time we'd only kicked one behind, but to go six goals one into three four in that first quarter was really really pleasing, and I thought. We got a lot of good value from tap work from uh, both Phillips and Draper, and we were able to really create very good, very efficient chances. Not There was only a couple of our shots that were actually not sort of 30 metres out, bang in front. So uh, although we did kick exceptionally straight, I think we were creating really, really good chances when it came down to it. And that was really pleasing to see us as a midfield group start to dominate around a, a more mature group. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. Um, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch the first half, so I can't really comment on that. Um, mm. But I'll take your word for it. Um, and, you know, I was checking the scores every few minutes, so it looked, it looked good when I was doing that. Yeah, and, um, and the, the thing is that um, I think we're starting to get a bit of a rhythm, rhythm with this um, Consistent midfield sort of four or five that were rotating through there. Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. Building yeah, continuity within the same on-ball unit. I wouldn't mind having a few blo- more blokes run through there. Mm. Um, depth depth is never a bad thing to have, but mm. it's working well at the moment. Well, that's the thing. I think prior to the last couple games when Merritt wasn't available, etc., we'd been running with uh, the same four players running through the centre square. And it's clear to me now that they were just waiting for Stringer to get fit because he's he's very clearly taken some centre bounces and then gone forward. Uh, and that's pushed Setterfield out to the wing a little bit more, but then he becomes that extra midfielder around the contest. So I've been really pleased with that change to our setup. And uh, Stringer plus Draper in the middle can really give us quite an advantage or quite an attacking threat going forward, right? Because they're both sort of big, powerful, explosive beasts that can just 
make them anything happen, right? Yeah, just two very intimidating, powerful, powerful athletes. Mm, mm. So, look, the the first quarter, I was it was probably the best football we've played all year, if, if from my from my view and from my um, perspective, because we just got good midfield dominance and we were able to turn that into really efficient shots. And everyone looked good, you know. We got burst out of the centre square. Uh, our uh, shot selection in terms of hitting forwards was really good. Uh, we were clean with the ball. We were taking our chances. So if I, I would highly recommend um, going ahead and uh, watching that when you get the chance, because it's chef's kiss. It's it's delightful to see. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll give I'll give it a look when I can. <laughs> yeah. And as um as all decent teams do, and as we expected, Port started to get some dominance. They they adjusted really well. Uh, I'm I wasn't really obviously I wasn't watching Port too closely, but um. I think they they really adjusted to Essendon's dominance and and Hinkley really made some changes that got um, that got power back on top. And once they were starting to win the centre clearance, we just were under a ton of pressure from that point onwards. We just weren't able to clear from our defence. A couple of really um, sloppy mistakes really hurt us throughout the game. Uh, poor handballs to not hitting the target, poor kicks, really stopped us from getting a significant lead or when we were trying to arrest momentum, would really stop that and allow Port to go back the other way. Um, so that was that was quite a, a disappointing aspect of the performance, was that just a little bit of sloppiness, and maybe that comes from maturity and a bit more composure, uh, but that really hurt us. And I think you saw some of that in the third and fourth quarter as well. Yeah, it did. A lot of that, I'd assume, would have to do with Port Adelaide's pressure as well. Because mm. um, we saw Anzac Day, the first three, I thought we were quite good by hand and foot, and then Collingwood's pressure went went bananas, and we just just started, yeah, missing handballs we should hit, fumbling, mm. et cetera, mm. et cetera. Mm. Um, so just to touch on the previous point, Ridley went off uh, 10 minutes into the second quarter. So, it's, you know, we essentially played three quarters without him, which when you're already down against what, Marshall, Finlayson and Dixon, and you lose your only other tall defender, uh, we were in a, a bit of strife, I reckon. Yep. Oh, yep. And, it, um, yeah, it showed Finlayson got off the chain. Yeah. I. Is there any player that is less likeable than Jeremy Finlayson? Less likeable. Uh, Jack Gitterman. Yeah, fair call, fair call. Um, I just think he's a tosser, Finlayson. <laughs> I just, he's, he was a knob at GWS, um, and he's a knob at Port Adelaide. Yep. No, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, I think they adjusted really well in that second quarter port, and they were able to really um, get some dominance around the ball, win some clearances. And then, yeah, as you say, their pressure kind of increased, and we just really struggled to clear our defence really struggled to get any play on. And because all the players were flooding back to try and save face, when we did get a breakaway, we didn't quite... Uh, we weren't able to capitalise. We weren't able to make the most of it. Yeah, we were working so hard defensively that offensively we just didn't have any 
any fuel in the tank. Mm, mm. So yeah, it was a real it was a real struggle from that point. How did you how did you see uh, individuals players' performances? Um, oh, as I said, I only saw you know half the game. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Zerk Thatcher was probably our best. Yeah, uh, I I was, was really unreal. pleased. I was really pleased with Zerk's game. Um, I thought when the game was really, really hot, he was able to keep Dixon quite quiet. Um, what did Dixon end up finishing with? I, I know he finished up with a couple of goals, but I think that was when Essendon took the shackles off and really tried to get back in the contest and try to score. What Dixon finished with 2-2. Two, two. Um, but for someone who's giving up, what's he giving up to Dixon? He's about 10 centimetres, right? No, probably like five centimetres and probably about 10 kilos. Yeah, definitely quite a few kilos. Uh, so Charlie Dixon is 200 centimetres and he's listed as weighing 107 kilos. So whether that's true, he, he definitely would be close to that mark. Um, he'd definitely be over 100, whether he's 107, I'm not sure. Um, and Zerk is... 91 kilos. Yeah, 15 kegs. <laughs> 15 kgs. So, I don't mean, uh, I think Zerk's a little bit heavier than that now, but still, it's, you know, five centimetres and, and 10 kilos is a lot to 15, give up. Oh, actually, yeah, you just said, but no, yeah, yeah it is a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I'm really pleased with the way he's building into his season, Zerk. Um, he, he really started, well, he really finished last season quite well. And he's carried on. I, I'm quite happy with him to be our, you know, lockdown key defender going forward. I think he's got a lot of got room for improvement. He's he gave up a goal real early um, with a terrible. Oh no, that was against Geelong, a terrible centre that just went straight to Geelong. But he's doing that less and less. Uh, and I think he's quite defensively sound. He's good at intercept marking, and his decision making is getting much much better. So I've been really pleased with the body of work that I've seen from Zerk sort of the end of last year, start of this year. Yeah, I agree. I think his only poor game has been Anzac Day. Mm, mm. Um, and that's fine. Mm. So, I, look, I think if once we've got our full complement back and, like, disappointing news today to hear that Reed has done his hamstring because he was a very clear like-for-like well, not a like-for-like. Like. You can't really replace Jordan Ridley. But at least he gets his chance to kind of come into the team and, and play at centre-half back. Um, but to have him do his hamstring was really heartbreaking to hear. Um, but even even once, hopefully it's a minor one, even once he recovers, you know, taking Laverty's spot with Reed might be um, something really interesting while his, uh, Laverty's recovering from his shoulder injury. Yep. Well, I hope we, I hope, yeah, I hope we get him in. Mm. Yeah, my, my hope is that it's a really minor hamstring. It's only a week or, or two weeks or something, like a little bit of tightness, which can sometimes, it's it's sort of, it's not quite a tear. It can be just a cramp and then take them off precautionarily. Uh, so I'm hoping that was the case given it was, what, his second game back. So we'll have to wait and see what the clubs say uh, during the week about that. But yeah, I'm really I'm really disappointed at this stage. Um, hearing that he's he's done his hammy. Yeah, yeah. The video didn't look good, but 
Oh, mm. well, that's free. Mm. I thought I thought Hobbs, uh, Caldwell, and Perkins all had really good games. Um, Perkins is is growing into his role. He's taking on difficult shots. He's really using his strengths around the ground. Uh, very difficult to tackle, very difficult to bring down, and just a really good decision maker. So I was really pleased with his results. He, um, what do you have? 13 disposals, two goals, one. So, and 360 meters gained. So I'm, yeah, I think onwards and upwards for the Prince of Portsy. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I like to see him get to the stage where he's, you know, having 20 every week and kicking two. Mm. Mm. Which he is more than capable of getting there. Yeah. Yeah, and I was really happy with, with Hobbs's output. I put his head over the ball. Really, really is combative around the contest, right? He really is just a bull. Yeah, he just doesn't let the ball get out, does he? Not one bit. Yeah, and I, I really like having him and Caldwell as sort of the Bash brothers. I, I think it's a really good um, partnership that can grow and develop because they're um, not too dissimilar in age. So they're going to play the majority of their careers together. So, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that little partnership that once sort of Shield retires and, and Merritt and those guys sort of move on, it's nice knowing that we've got these two uh, really combative inside mids that are ready to take this, the role. Yeah, he's a bull. They're both mm. bulls. Yeah, mm. love it. Um, so Dylan Shield. Had another really good game. I he had one uh, contest on the wing, I think, in the third quarter, where he just ran into Rosie, knocked him over, spun around, yep. and set up a goal. And oh, I'm really liking how he's going about it this year. Yeah, just ask the ball. He's just—it seems like he's just simplified it. He's just doing the simple things well. Mm. It's lo- just a lot more mature and smarter with the footy. And I think. Um, He's got a bit more gas than, um, or a bit more petrol than than we thought in previous years. He just seems to be able to be in line with someone and then just accelerate past them, which we haven't really seen in Essendon colours to this point. And maybe it's a bit more confidence in his body. Maybe it's more clarity around his role. Maybe it's just a license to be able to take the game on. But I'm really liking his foot speed. Uh, around, around the ground, and his ability to bust out of out of packs and out of traffic. He's just powerful, isn't he? He's just yeah. really powerful. And and he's added the aspect of cleaning up his disposal and making good decisions. That was really one of the uh, big knock on his game. That's right. That's right. Was that inability to um, to make good decisions? But it's it's working out really well. It is, it is, and it's, I guess, we're the benefactors of it, but we always knew he could be this good. It was just, I think that comes from having Brad Scott, who's probably a bit more method-based and sort of like, yeah, hey, when you're in this position, you need to do this, this, or this. Yeah, that's right. Sort of talking through rather than just, I guess, under Warsfold, it was like, nah, mate, just run and gun it. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and knowing he has the confidence that there's a defensive system in place so that he's not going to just be chasing his man if, if it doesn't go well. No, exactly right. He's got confidence up the field and behind him. Mm. So really, really pleased with, with how he's developing. What are you thinking about our small forwards? 
talk about Davy. Let's talk about uh, Waller, and let's talk about Jai Menzi. How do you think they've been tracking recently? Uh, pretty poorly. Um, I mean, Waller's just gone back into the side, but he's you know probably still a bit unfit. Um, mm. da- David Junior just goes missing in games, but he can just pop up and kick you a snag or two. Mm. And same as Menzi. Menzi gets to the right spots, but just sometimes holds the ball a second too long or, mm. you know, something like that. Yeah, look, and I'm starting to see more from Waller than uh, that gives me confidence that he's he's on track, right? That he he's tackling his chase downs, his physicality, his kicking goals. Um, he's just going missing for bits of games, but I think that'll come. Uh, as long as he continues to work hard and to train and, and do all those things. So I guess for me, the intent is there. So that that's a good enough sign. Um, Menzi and Elwyn, they're, they're going to be inconsistent because they're, they're both played a handful of games, right? Neither of them are, are seasoned, consistent AFL players. I just don't know that... They can both be in the team when you've got a Will Snelling playing in the twos. And you know what you're going to get with Will Snelling, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. Like, at least Will Snelling, he'll give you six tackles. Mm. I'll give you 15, 16 posies. And mm. right now, that, that's more than what we're getting from from Menzi and Davey combined. Yeah, and I, and I like both of them, and I'm happy to have either one in the team. And I think... Two, three, four, five years from now, they're certainly going to be best 22 players in that position. Probably Elwin will, will be playing more of that high half forward, extra midfielder role, and maybe his brother's playing that small forward role. But I definitely see a place for them in the team in the future. But I don't know that we can afford, I don't know that we're getting enough from both of them to have them both in the team. Whereas they're probably should only be one spot for either Menzi or Davey. Uh, and we bring in a Snelling and, and some other more experienced players. But, I mean, other people might think differently, but that that's sort of my thoughts on them at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree. I just think, yeah, they might be just a bit tired, a bit fatigued. Um, mm. yeah, and look, it I, I, it's going to happen that they're going to need a rest from time to time. Although, uh, Menzi missed Anzac Day, didn't he? And... Davy missed the week before with um, with his shoulder injury. So they've had a rest, yeah. but um, yeah, look, and we might they might play against Brisbane and they might have great games because that's the nature of young players. They'll have you know a, a down week or a really good week and then a couple down weeks or et cetera, et cetera. So um, I mean, uh, yeah, like I say, I think they're both going to be really good players for us, but I, I don't know that we can afford to have them both. That output from two players. Uh, in the team. I'm really happy with how Sam Wiedemann is tracking now that he's had a couple of games under his belt. Uh, five against Geelong and then some really good goals uh, yesterday. How are you feeling about our Peter Wright replacement? Yeah, he's just building, building week by week. Mm. Uh, he's just got the confidence to launch at the footy now and sort of bring it to ground. So I am liking what I'm seeing out of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I always had big reps. I wanted him over Aaron Francis back when they were in the, their, their draft year. So I'm always yeah. going to look at him favorably. Yeah, I think we've discussed this before. I was I was a bit the same. I 
I was... Look, I, I, everyone knows who listens to this podcast. I have a real soft spot for Aaron Francis and, and wish him the best. And from the first time we put on Nesson and Jumper, I, he was he was my man. But I, I was a bit the same. I was hoping with, with our picks that we'd take Parrish and Wiedemann. And we're, we're just starting to see a little bit of that, um, that confidence come back into his body. So hopefully he can have just a clean run of it. Look, from my perspective, if he can... Get a clean run of it, stay fit, kick two or three goals a game, give us an outlet on the wing, just while we're waiting for Peter Wright to come back. And then once Peter Wright's in the team, then I think we'll really get to see how valuable they both are because Wiedemann's going to take the pressure off Peter Wright and vice versa. So if there's two going to Peter Wright, then Sam Wiedemann's getting off the off the chain a little bit. And I think as a more balanced forward line with someone who can bob up and kick two or three when you're getting Peter Wright kicking three or four, um, it's just a really, really good thing for the football club going forward. Yeah, no, nah, totally agree. Depth is never never a bad option, never a bad mm. thing rather. So, mm. yeah, mm. just keep building it, keep getting, yeah, keep playing, keep playing them. Yeah, so I've been really pleased with Heppel. Uh, I thought he, he had another good. really good game yesterday. Starting to get a little bit more of that guts that he was so well known for early in his... Like, he burst onto the scene at halfback, and he was just really tough and a really good decision-maker and very smooth. And I don't know if it's just me, but he, he's certainly getting that toughness back, and I think that's a confidence in his body thing, that he can you know, jump into packs again and take those difficult marks and um, jump in front of leading forwards and that sort of thing. But he he just cleaned up his disposal, didn't he? he that, was, that was the only thing that he needed to do. And I think from someone who we thought, oh, this is probably playing his last handful of games, if he continues with this form, I'm more than happy for him to go on again next year. Yeah, no, fair enough. He's in the best 22, came around. But yeah, that was that was the big thing. Clean up his disposal. And I didn't watch a lot of the Geelong game, but um, that Collingwood game, he sort of, when the pressure was on, he sort of, well, he, he shit the bed in the fourth quarter. But I thought, yeah, he, I agree. He was good yesterday. Mm, mm. So, and look, players are going to have up and down performances. But yeah, I, I think the last few weeks, apart from a couple of, Patches that we're probably more hyper-aware of when it comes to Heppel because of um, the struggles he's had in the past that um, I think his body, you know, his general body of work has been really, really good. Um, and similar with, with McGrath, I think he's just growing and growing into this consistent role down back. Um, what did McGrath have? 19 disposals, 15 kicks, 500 metres gained. So really, uh, really damaging performance. Yeah, he's building, he's building, he's doing well. Mm. Uh, so around the midfield, look, I, I think I think all of our general midfielders had, had pretty decent games, to be honest. Parrish and Merritt, racking up disposals, getting metres gained, winning clearances. It was just a little bit disappointing in the second and third that um, they couldn't arrest the momentum that well. Uh, that That's something that I think maybe maturity or maybe... Um, system we need to work on a little bit, being able to, when things, and we saw it against Collingwood in that last quarter, just not being able to win a clearance and and get it forward and, and take the momentum back. I'm not sure where that comes from. I'm not sure how we 
engineer that, but that was that's been a concern over the last few weeks for me. Yeah, it's sort of I don't know. I think the way to sort of, you need sort of killer instinct, mm. and sort of you need someone to just go, man, I'm going to strap this game on my back, and I'm going to carry you, carry this team, mm. and that's that is a result because we just we just don't have superstars at the moment. Not a superstar mm. like that. Not not like a Paddy Dangerfield, a prime Dustin Martin, um, prime Pendlebury who would just go out. This ball's my ball. Um, I'm going to win this clearance. I'm going to get the ball going forward. They just they exert their will on the game. Yeah, and I think really we've only got Jake Stringer that does that at the moment, right? And even then, he can he can be pretty hot and cold. Yeah, although I saw a little bit of that from Sam Draper, particularly in the last quarter, that it didn't always come off. There was a couple of times where he missed a handball or got caught holding the ball or something. But maybe maybe he's the one. Maybe he's the one that has that personality and that intent to just be like, no, nah, I'm taking it out of the ruck and I'm going for it. Um, so I think they're on the list. I think they're just not at the point where they can do that yet. Like Archie Perkins, I think, will have that ability. Um, maybe we'll see that with, with Davey if he, if he moves into a midfield role with just his, his class and his, and his smooth moving. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. Mm. So Dodoro and Marnie can, can find a diamond in the rough. Mm. That's right. That's right. Um, so our back six, I've been, I've been really pleased with them to this stage of the season and nothing that I saw yesterday has changed my mind on that. How are you feeling about our, our defence as a unit? Uh, well, we gave up 32 scoring shots yesterday, which is a bit... A very pretty disappointing, um, but I mean, you know, we lost by five points, so they're doing something right, and you're going to have off games, um, but you know, we're keeping ourselves competitive in every game we've played. So yeah, yeah, I think no the complaints. I think that what they've been doing well is because really, I mean, Port. There's a couple of things that happened, right? Port kicked really poorly, which means that the ball spent more time in our forward line, in our back line, sorry, because we didn't get the opportunity to take it back to the centre and give them a, a rest. And so for the amount of ball that came into our forward line, I was really pleased with their ability to only give up difficult shots um, and also get a finger on the ball, put pressure on so that they're not kicking, um, they're not getting easy snaps. Like, Willie Rioli's running goal was probably the easiest goal that they kicked all day. Uh, for, and I think he kicked that in the third quarter. But apart from that, the rest were really, like, they really had to fight and, and struggle to get their goals. Crap. Yeah. And so, for me, that's really pleasing, particularly when we're undersized and undermanned. I've I've been, yeah, I think they've, they should really be proud of their performance so far. And we're just w- awaiting that one extra tall to come in, aren't we? We're just waiting for, for Zach Reed or, or Hayes to become an AFL player just to give them a little bit of a chop out, right? Yep, that would be nice. Yeah, we just need that, that 200 centimetre, um, you know, key defender to be able to help us out. Um, 
So, yeah, overall, I think the the mix through the midfield, the mix through the defence has been really good. Um, and, I mean, it's hard to judge our forward line, right? Because we're missing our best forward uh, and we're missing our third tall in, in Harry Jones. So it's been a bit of a makeshift forward line. But I, it's probably been our weakest part of the ground. Uh, but in a way, that's pleasing given the scores we've been able to put up with the contribution from... Uh, from midfielders and and players further up the ground. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. Um, yeah, we're doing a bit tough at the moment, but every team is. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah. So, I guess in terms of looking at the game as a whole, really disappointed to lose one that we had the opportunity to win, but. Um, and disappointed in parts with unable to being able to take the momentum back. But overall, given the the run that we've had and the amount of people that are not on the park for us, I'm probably okay with a five-point loss to Port Adelaide, particularly in the manner where we're pushing at the end and have an opportunity to, to not, lose, not only draw it, but also win the game late um, in the contest. So... In context of our season, even though we say often how being content with losses is sort of the height of mediocrity, I'm I'm happy to let this one slide, if that makes sense. Fair enough. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think like we can be proud of the effort without saying, yeah, that's good enough. Mm, mm. And that I think that's that's the key part of, of avoiding mediocrity. Like, yeah, all right. You guys, you both tried, but we need to be winning. We we want to be the most successful organisation in the country. Mm. Yeah, and I think ultimately that's the difference, right? Whereas last year we were losing, losing badly, and it was a really poor effort. Whereas I'm not, I definitely want to win these games. But the thing that I'm happy with is that the system is there, the effort is there, and we're not getting completely destroyed in games. We're actually in most instances, uh, either in a position to win or um, very close to the opposition teams. And they've been very, very good opposition in the last sort of four weeks. It's been a big month. Mm. Mm. So why don't we take a little bit of a break and then we can have a chat about our the last of the really tough run of games, which is going to be Brisbane at the Gather uh, on Saturday night. Now, Noodle, what yes. P-brained fixturizer gives a team a five-day break against a team into a nine-day break, then sends them to Adelaide with a seven-day break, and then gives them a six-day break into Brisbane? Um, the idiots at AFL House. Like, I mean, the the draw going forward from here looks much, much nicer for us. But, geez, it's been a really tough run, hasn't it? 
Yep. So we've got Brisbane on Saturday night, 7.25, and then we go into Richmond, which could be – they could be shit. They could be back in form. So then we have Richmond, we have West Coast, we have North, we have Carlton, who are not in great form at the moment. Then we've got the bye. Then we've got Frio, which could be back in form by them, but on current form, I'd be confident of us beating. Then we've got Port at the MCG. Then Adelaide, which I'd say is a 50-50 game. Geelong, which we probably lose. Um, and then we've got Bulldogs, which on current form, I'd be confident of winning. Sydney, again, confident of winning. Eagles, we should win. And North, we should win. So the definitely the toughest part of our season is done on Saturday night. That's not to say that we're going to win all those games. But um, from here on in, you know, if we can if we can snag a win against Brisbane, I think that sets up our season really well, given we have West Coast and North in particular to come twice. So that should take us to, if we win on Saturday night, that takes us to nine wins for the season, not accounting for the rest of the games. Uh, that's, that's a result. That's all right. Nine wins. Mm. Mm. Can build from there. Yeah. Um, the the problem is Brisbane, and yeah. unfortunately they have hit form once more. Yep, we all, I feel like we play them every year. I mean, last year we played them as they hit form, and then we played them when they were decimated by injury. Mm. Um, mm. but um, yeah, it could could get ugly. But that being said, um, we're playing at the Gabba, similar dimensions to Eddie had. Mm. Mm. And they've been winning games, but. I can't say that they've been in great form. Like I've been watching their games, and I think they're I think they're beatable. If I'm honest, I don't know that we're going to beat them, but I think they're beatable. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, they haven't like. Like to be fair, there really isn't a team in it this year that's I would say has put another club to the sword and made you go, "Oh shit!" Like I'm actually scared to play them. Yeah. Um, like not even Geelong or even Melbourne. Um, definitely not Collingwood. Um, so, you know, maybe 10 years ago when, you know, a team that is a premiership fancy playing against, you know, a middle of run team like us is sort of, it's a bit scarier. But I think these days it's it's very much not as daunting. Yeah. And of the teams, of the games they've won, okay, they've beaten Melbourne and they've beaten Collingwood. The rest were very winnable games on, on current form, right? They beat Carlton, uh, they beat the Dockers, they've beaten the Giants, they've beaten North, they've beaten the Bull... No, they lost to the Bulldogs, um, and they lost to Port. So their two good wins are Melbourne and Collingwood, uh, both at the Gabba, and then everyone else that they've beaten is uh, in the bottom eight, or Carlton, who are shit. They are shit. So I think their form flatter, their their win loss flatters them a little bit. Um, they haven't played Geelong yet. They um, haven't played St Kilda. They yeah. So I think yeah, I think they're gettable. I think they're gettable. Where where do you think the game's won and lost? Where do I think it's won and lost? Mm. Ah, the midfield. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's where we 
that's where we can get on top, I think. Um, I think if they get... I, mean, I feel like we say this every week. I feel like if they get first use into their forward line, I think we'll be in really big trouble because it's going to be hard for us to defend uh, Hipwood, Danaher, Cameron. Uh, who else do they have rotating through there? Um, oh, is Zorko back? Zorko's back. Uh, Lincoln McCarthy. Rich. Yeah. Ooh, mm. I mean, he's coming off the, off the back of the square, but... Yeah. Um, uh, did we say Ashcroft? No, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, Ashcroft. He yeah, he's pretty good. Jared Berry. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I I think we we can't afford to give them the amount of entries that we gave to Port Adelaide. I think they will absolutely just towel us up. Yep. <laughs> mm. Although Rich, actually, Rich and Zorko both didn't play against Carlton. Just, just checking their team now. So that yeah, be they, they missed. I don't know if they missed through injury or suspension. I think injury. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you what what changes? Oh, Gunston's the other one I was thinking. Yeah, he he makes it really difficult for yeah. us. He always um, plays well against us as well. Love yeah, that. Gunston, Danaher, and Hipwood is really going to stretch our defence. Um, I hope it's raining then. Yeah. So, um, so what changes do you think get made, if if any at all? Uh, well, with the new Zach Reed going down, um, oh, I would think Baldwin has to come in for Ridley. Like, there's just we we just don't have any other key position. What about? Let me let me read you some stats. One ninety nine centimeters. 84 kilos, so it's a bit light. But pick 25 in the 2022 National Draft. 17th of December 2004 was his birthday. Lewis Hayes, given the number 18, inherited Hurley's number. Uh, apparently has been our most consistent key defender in the VFL. Mm, yeah, nah. Nah. <laughs> It's a big no from me. He he will get monstered by um three blokes who are on who are upwards of twenty five, twenty six. They've been around for a while. Um, yeah, no, I I want this bloke to have a career, not 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 have his confidence shattered. Well, we did it to um, Zach Reed, didn't we? We brought him in against Brisbane. Yeah, that um, was a different time on the you... wettest day in history. Yeah, look. I don't know. I'm not Ben Rutten. I don't know yeah. why he did that. Apparently, yeah. didn't he play well? I don't know. I can't remember. No, he had a terrible game. A terrible yeah. Well, he yeah. just got. Ex- yeah. It was just pouring rain, right? Like he just he, he was playing in a team that had terrible pressure up the ground uh, into you know two monster key forwards. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, if we don't learn from that, then well, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So. No, leave him in the resis. He will be good. It's just, it's okay not to blood the kids. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I think Baldwin comes in for mine. Um, yeah, I think it just has to be him. He's already got the body for it. He's a freaking big boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is he, 195 or 196? Something like that, I think. Yeah. So, it's, um. yeah, I think he's the, the obvious in. Because he's been playing in defence, 
His disposal's been really shoddy in the twos, coming out of defence, but I think his contest work and his uh, ability to, to bring the ball to ground or intercept mark has been quite good. So um, if we can get a designated kicker around him or somehow clean up his disposal, I think he's the obvious in, right? Yeah. Um, I'm just looking yeah. up now. He is... So only 193. So but he's, he's heavy. 97 kegs. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's heavy, but he's not tall. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I think for mine, I'm with you. I think probably Lewis Hayes doesn't come in, and I'd rather bring in Baldwin to play, even to play Laverty's role. And then we have Langford um, moved back to play uh, in Ridley's role, is which hurts us going forward, but I think, I think it's perhaps our best. Um, the best way of shuffling the magnets or moving the magnets around. Um, I think Snelling comes in. I think we've got to bring in Snelling for, for one of Menzi or Davey. Um, I don't really, not really fussed either one. I think both of them give us enough, but I don't think we can carry two of them, as we were saying earlier in the episode. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree with that, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Um, I look. I back our midfield in against their midfield. I think we've shown uh, that we're capable of running, matching up against others, uh, particularly really good midfields. So that's that's not an overly, and that's not a big concern for me. It's just about can we get enough pressure on the ball to stop their forwards getting off the chain. And having watched the games that I've seen this year, I'm I'm confident enough that we can manufacture a score. Uh, we we just we seem to be scoring them from lots of different sources, and I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's that's evidence of more system over personnel. So mm. things are working, which is good. Mm. So look, if we if we can snag another win, particularly against Brisbane at the Gabba, I think I think I'm gonna I think the lid's gonna come off, Nicky Noodle. I think I'm gonna say that we're we're gonna make finals and maybe break our drought. But, um, you know, another good performance, even with a loss, I'm not, I'm not too devastated with. That'll be four losses in a row, but it, it's, it's the qualitative data, the, the manner of those losses that's more important to me necessarily than, than the actual win-loss. Problem. And even then, like four losses, in, like we've lost three in a row, a percentage is still healthy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're doing something right. Mm. Mm. But yeah. Any, any final thoughts, Nikki? Um, go Bombers. Go Bombers. Great final thought. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to Saturday night. Uh, should be hopefully a cracker. I'd love to steal one. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll. I'm just enjoying watching the the progression of this team and the young players and um, seeing us get more out of our more established players than we have in the past, like our Shields and our Merits and our Parishes. So. Really, really pleased with that. Um, so thanks for listening, team. Continue to find us wherever you're listening to us here. Um, find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, and until next time, go dogs.